So here in Daf Tis, on the bottom of Amud Aleph, the beginning of Amud Beis, um, a lot of this Gemara is well known that we have on this on this Daf. <coughs> it's a little bit easier than some of the last few have been. Amar Rabbi Yochanan ben Turto, Rabbi Yochanan ben Turto said, "Mipnei Macharva Shilo." Why was Shilo destroyed? Where the Mishkan was during the time of of Shmuel and other other periods. Because during the period of Shiloh, there were two practices that were found, and the Rebbe Hashem couldn't stand it and destroyed it. The one was Gilui Arayas, and the other was Bizoin Kochim. There was sexual immorality, and there was a treating Kochim, the, the, all the aspects of, of Korbanot, treating that in a light way. Let's focus on the Gilui Arayot. What does that mean? That in the time of Shilui there was there was Gilui Arayot. What was that? Um, it's a terrible thing in 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 Sefer Shmuel, where we're told how. Um, Eli is, is very old, and he heard all the things that his sons were doing to B'nai Israel, and how they lay with the women who gathered at the Ohamoed to come and bring korbanot. That's a, a terrible thing. Is, is that even possible? So you've got to say to yourself, the B'nai Eli, who are they? So imagine in our generation, if they would say such a thing about Reb Chaim Kanievsky, what would you say? Would you believe it? The Chofetz Chaim, they told you. That, that's what you would, you would believe it? What are we, and this is Tanakh is telling us such a thing. What is it? These were the great people of the generation. Anybody who thinks that the Bnei Eli sinned are making a terrible mistake. Okay, I understand you're making a terrible mistake, but the Tanakh does say that. The Novi does say that. So what do you do with the Tanakh? So it's quite interesting. If you've got a, con- a conflict between what you know to be true and what even the Tanakh tells you to be true, you've got to check. You don't just say, well, the Tanakh is right. Of course, if, uh, if the Novi says that, you, something's not right. If you know something and, and, and the Torah is telling you something completely opposite, you've got to check. Either you're insane or you haven't understood the text. And Rabbi Yochanan says you haven't understood the text. That cannot be what it means. So what does it mean? What did they do? All they did was when the women used to come to Shiloh with their, to bring their bird offerings, because your lady has to bring... Uh, a keves with a Bnei Yonah, and if she's poor, then she brings two Bnei Yonot or, or Bnei Torim. So she has to bring uh, bird offerings. And they would leave it, they would bring the bird offerings late, the, the sons of Eli with the Kohanim, and they would take care of these women's korbanot. At the end of the day, they wouldn't be in, in much of a rush. Now these, these women came from all over the country, and they're coming to Shiloh. And, and then it's night time. So if they, if they do the korbanot late and the women are, are waiting for the korban to be brought, then they're not going to travel home at night, you know where Shiloh is. They're not going to travel on those roads in the night time. 
So they're going to wait until the next morning. So that means that night they're not at home with their husbands. That's Kiyilu Shechavum. That's as if they have uh, seduced them, raped them. So, so this is really very important because what this whole piece of, of Gomorrah, not only this section on B'nai Eli, but everything that we have with the first base Hamikdash, why it was destroyed, the second base Hamikdash is destroyed, what we see is an abuse of power. And and there's a lot now with the whole Me Too movement. There's a lot of, of writing and studying about the relationship between power and, and sexual abuse. The relationships between power and, and racial abuse. Uh, there's, there's just constantly a linkage there. And, and the, this Gomorrah deals with that, that when a man uses his power over a woman, that's considered Gilu that's already we're into the stage of sexual impropriety. That's not okay. It's got nothing to do whether you touched her or you didn't touch her. Or it was yichud, there wasn't yichud. You don't, people, we, we get very technical. We try and get around the halakha technically, and we lose the spirit of the halakha. And this is just a, a great example because this applies with all halakhot. We get all technical. Did I do it this way? But I didn't touch her. I didn't this her. I didn't that her. Yeah, but she felt intimidated. That's all you need. If she felt intimidated, you were over Gilu Arayas. That's what it comes up, particularly if it interferes with her relationship with her husband. And in this case, the, in the situation where they would have to stay overnight, that was interfering with the relationship with her husband. Um, the, um, Rashi says, There was arrogance in the way they did it. That's also part of the power. And there's a beautiful Meshechochma in Pashas Noach, Perchet Posuk Yudchet, where the, um, the Reshis Chochma deals with the question of they didn't have to stay overnight. Because the din is that even before the Korban is brought, she's already been to the mikveh. The Korban is just so that she can go into the Beis HaMikdash. But why doesn't she go home meanwhile? Korban, we, we rely that the, the Kohenim will bring the Korbanus later. You don't have to supervise the Korban. You can rely that the Kohen will bring it. Why are they staying later? So he brings from Parshas Noach, just the brilliance of the Meshech Chochmer, of Meir Simcha of Dvinsk, the, the author of the Or Sameach, just the last generation before the war, where Hashem says to Moshe, you Leave the ark, you, your wife, you, and he puts you and your wife together in one phrase. When it's, which means now you're allowed to live together. Hashem says now the period of having been separated is over, you may live together. Still, he acted like the people, women have given birth, the Mavua Bemedrish, Agodus Bresh, is where we see in the Medrish, the Cholzman Sheloivia Korbana, Mechuseret Kapara, Tamehi Lebala. The Medrish says there's a view in the Medrish, it's not the Halacha, but there's a view in the Medrish that until she brings the Korban, she can't live with her husband. Uh, so once Noach understood he had to bring a korban, he decided to remain separate from his wife until he brought the korban. It was a chumra he made for himself. Even though Hashem said you can go, he was machmir on Hashem. That's what he, he went, he went, took a, a, a stricter view. There might be such an isu, as we have in the case of Asher Yishkevun, and he brings this Gemara. That these women were, were taking on a chumra. So why are the Bnei Eli con- blamed by this? If they could have gone home, but they chose not to go home, why, does, why are the Bnei Eli uh, criticized for this? The Me'iri says, 
it's because it's true the women were acting unnecessarily from they could have gone home and they didn't they, they were also responsible but the Bnei Eli exploited that weakness as well and knew that they would stay over and they had it was a good kind of probably a bit of a social gathering everybody these women have all come the Bnei Eli are there the Korbonas are going they have a Lechaim who knows what go, what went on nothing improper went on that Rabbi Yochanan assures us but still, there was, it, it's masni in, says the, the uh, Meiri, nimtsu masniim otamimahem. They caused conflict between the women and their husbands because they knew the women wouldn't go until the korban was brought. Even though they could have gone, it's exploiting their weakness and, and using their power over the women at the expense of the husband. That's Gilu Arayas. That's what Gilu Arayas means. Gilu Arayas doesn't mean that they slept together. Gilu Arayas means a man using his power over a woman who is not his wife. That, that's Gilu Arayas already. And we see from there that the halachot are, are spectrums. It's not like it is or it isn't. There's a spectrum of halacha. So on the one spectrum, yes, we know Gilu Arayas, we know what it is in the extreme form. On the other spectrum, just intimidating a woman, using your power as a man to make a woman feel threatened, that's already Gilu Arayas. And, and that's why we do have to take seriously, and of course, and today with the Me Too movement, who knows, but they're, they're also, we know that there have been many trumped-up charges where women are using this uh, for their own advantage. Uh, but on the other hand, we have to be very sensitive to the fact that when a woman does feel intimidated by a boss who's using his power, um, or, that, that's a problem. That is a problem with Gila Rice already. already. And, and why did they do that? Um, so, so we see later on the Gemara goes into the period in the, in the second base Hamikdash when Kohanim were dying every year because they weren't Tzadikim. And even in the first base Hamikdash where there was Gilead Rice and Shvikas Domim and Avedazor, these terrible things, the Gemara says, Rishayim Hayu, They were Rishoyim, but they trusted in their Bitochim. Hashem won't do anything. So, what kind of Rishoyim were they? They were doing Gilead Rice, Shvikas Domim, and, and Avedazor, maybe also. On the, on the side of the spectrum, maybe they weren't actually doing all those things, who knows, but they were involved in that, in that area, in that territory. And so what, if one said to them, what's wrong? What's wrong? You're Kohanim Gedolim, you're Kohanim. What are you doing? You're leaders of the nation. Don't worry. Hashem, it'll all be good. Don't, don't worry. They were very frum. And they allowed their frumkite to blind them to their pegam in their midas, to the flaws in their midas. They allowed their, their religiosity, their religious fervor, to blind them to their character flaws. And we see that all the time, that, that, that people feel, and that's the whole thing with the, uh, with the cases of abuse in the Catholic Church and, and, and in, our, in our environment too, where Mechanchim and Rabbonim use their position of power to assume nobody's going to suspect me, I'm, I'm okay, I'm protected by my frumkeit. And that's what they were doing. We've got to realize that power doesn't protect and, and frumkite doesn't protect. If there's a flaw in midot, if there's a flaw in character, then everything else falls to pieces. Nothing else matters. You can't separate them out and say, he's a very religious guy, but. He's a Talmud Chochem, but. There's no but. If there's a flaw in character, all of that doesn't matter. It just doesn't count. And we look at this and we say, how could they have done such a thing? But we look around us and the same thing applies. And it's very easy to look around us and see it in other people. But we've also got to be very honest with ourselves. 
and to be able to say to what extent do we think you know, we keep Shabbos, we come to Ashir every morning, we're learning Torah, we're doing wonderful things, and what's with the Midas? Are we, are we as careful about our Midot to realize that merely for, in, to see, and this is just one example, in the, in the case of Gilu Arayat, just to intimidate a woman with one's power unintentionally is called Gilu Arayot. Can you imagine with all the other halachot that we think technically is this kosher, isn't it? Is it halachic? We spend so much time trying to assure ourselves that we've kept the mitzvah technically. Yeah, but what's the mitzvah really about? And are we keeping what the mitzvah is really about? Are we making sure that in the full spectrum of the mitzvah, we're involved in that, in that mitzvah? The Zohar says the word mitzvah comes from tzevet. And tzevet is because it, it connects us, it creates a team between ourselves and Hashem. That the idea of tzevet is also a mitzvah, is a whole package of ideas. Each mitzvah is a whole package of ideas. Moral ideas, ethical ideas, spiritual ideas, kabbalistic ideas, halachic ideas. It's all packaged together. And one has to see the whole package. And one has to relate to the whole package. And there's an opportunity for us to, to, to look at that within ourselves and to, and to make sure that not only are we meticulous about the letter of the, of the halacha, but that we understand the spirit of it as well. And that we connect with the spirit and we mekayim the spirit and we learn the spirit of the halacha uh, so as to be able to develop our characters as, as we develop our Yiddishkeit as well.